Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and in this episode, we are talking with Sarah Beal, a professional trail runner based in Columbus, Ohio, preparing for the 2023 Black Canyon 100K. Before we get started, a big thank you to Rabbit for sponsoring this episode. Rabbit makes the best trail running apparel in our sport, so if you're looking for new kit and want to support the show in the process, use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout on their website for 20% off your next order. With that, let's get started. Sarah Beal, welcome to the Single Track Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So I know folks in your area of the country, like Arlen Glick and Michael Owen, have made it a part of their mission to communicate that Ohio is not necessarily flat. But I'd love to hear from you too. Like, what's it like being a trail runner there? Yeah. So where I live currently, um, and where I work and train about four or five times a week is in Columbus, Ohio, which Columbus, Ohio is probably the flattest part of Ohio. Um, I live super close to the city. uh, But during the weekends, I typically drive about an hour, 20 minutes, um, sometimes two hours south or southeast um, to run on some of the awesome hidden gem uh, trails or gravel back roads uh, in Athens County or at the Shawnee State Forest in Portsmouth, uh, which is where my college town is from. Um, and, you know, there, there's just so many hidden gems in Ohio. And to kind of give an example of the trail running and the climbing that can be found in Ohio, um, my coach, Michael Owen, he puts on an awesome race at the Shawnee State Forest uh, which again is in the same town um, where I went to college. And uh, it's a, well, there's a couple different distances, but there's a 50 miler or it's advertised as a 50 miler. It's actually 54. Um, but within 54 miles, there's about 11,000 feet of climbing. Uh, so you can get a good amount and it's just, it's absolutely beautiful out there. Mm. Um, and what, what is really unfortunate about these air, like, the Shawnee State Forest and maybe the Zaleski State Forest or um, any of the trails uh, in Athens or Athens or Portsmouth, they're not only hidden gems to people outside of Ohio, I feel like there's very few people even in Ohio that have lived here their entire lives that have heard or been to these areas, uh, which is so unfortunate. But... Um, you know, I just feel like it's a little secret that I know of, but I want everyone else to know. It's an incredible commitment in my mind that you're able and willing to drive an hour and a half on the weekends one way to get to the trails you need. Um, given that you're at the top of the sport, I mean, we'll talk about your JFK performance in a second and trail running is such a big part of your life. Do you ever think about where you're based and how that impacts training? And I guess also thinking that like a lot of the scene is out West in terms of who you're competing against and stuff like that? Yeah. So it is, I guess being in Columbus is a little hard just because, you know, my, my trainings on the weekend, I have to add on, you know, that extra drive time. Um, and just being a little bit creative during the week on, um, different workouts or trying to find Hills, uh, in Columbus, it's a little hard. Um, but you know, it is kind of fun to mix it up a little bit. Now, 
I think the hardest thing about being in Ohio or East Coast or if you want to consider Ohio Midwest, what, whatever it is, um, but it is hard just because a lot of these bigger races are out West and it's not super cheap to travel from East to West necessarily. And I'm one, I, I love to race, so I would like to race a lot more than I do now. But unfortunately, um, just kind of budgeting wise, that's, that's a factor, you know, I have to pick and choose on a few different races a year, um, or the bigger races at least to, to get out West, um, that, and I feel like one of the bigger challenges as well, um, would have to be, you know, altitude. Uh, I can, I can drive an hour and a half, two hours to get to trails, get to some good vert. I can't drive an hour and a half to two hours to get uh, altitude. <laughs> and so that's a bigger challenge. But I will say the trail running community is smaller in Ohio, but there's such a, a great group, especially in Athens County. Um, mm. The uh, the running store that I run for, uh, Ohio Valley Running Company, they have a great thing going. Uh, John, Jonathan and Ariana, who run that store, they have a, a good group that that meets and um, there's a trail, uh, the Trail Sisters of Athens. Uh, they have um, a couple different groups. So there is a small community here and they're super supportive, which is, is awesome. Um, so that part, I, I feel like I'm still thriving with being in Ohio. It's the travel and uh, altitude that I, I do feel like is a little bit uh, trickier. You know, one other thing that I'm curious about you this past November, you registered a course record performance at the JFK 50 just an incredible time, an incredible run. And it makes me wonder, how would you categorize yourself as a runner? Like, are you somebody that is attracted to those types of courses where, you know, there is a bit on the Appalachian Trail there, but a lot of it is this flat, rhythmic type running? Or are you someone that if you had the opportunity, you know, the majority of your time would be spent in the mountains or, you know, at a race like Black Canyon, for example? Talk about that. So... I feel like I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I I kind of like a little bit of everything um, and for different reasons. Like training for JFK and that type of – that style of racing, um, That's that was so much fun. That whole um, builds or the multiple builds that I've done for the JFK is super fun. I, I love that race in general. Um, but also a race like I did Canyons – last year and I had equally as much fun, um, racing that, but that's, you know, a lot more climbing and, um, kind of preparing for that looked different, but I, I think, uh, that's what draws me to trail running is that you can mix it up and you don't necessarily have to, you know, find one niche. Uh, so, you know, I think that I thrive more maybe in the faster, uh, races courses but i i like what there is else to offer like in the mountains and um the climbing and uh you know trying to trying to find different things when you have such an impressive big performance like you did at jfk 50 i guess this is a two-part question but a does that internally change anything for you or did you are did you always know that you had that performance in you and then b does that change anything externally for you? Like, does it make you want to reevaluate your relationship with the sport? Are there new doors that open stuff like that? So what are your thoughts there? So I feel like more than anything, um, it's was really big internal change for me. Uh, 
you know, I, I feel like after JFK, I gained a lot of confidence in myself. You know, it, it was JFK proved to me, to myself that I can accomplish something, you know, even if it is a long-term goal. JFK this year was a, a multiple year build. It was something that, you know, I, I watched myself progress and grow. And also that, you know, there's a silver lining and things maybe not going exactly as planned um, or, you know, falling maybe a little short of your goal. Just like last year at JFK, for example, I, I got second and I was super happy with that performance. But, it you know, when you get second, you you want to go back and get first. You want to you want to win um, being kind of that close. And, you know, if I would have got I, I've, I've thought about this quite a bit since JFK, if I would have won last year or in 2021, um, I may have not went back in 2022 hmm. and or at least maybe not for a little while. And I wouldn't have went back and, you know, with the goal of winning, but also setting the, the course record. So it's been a lot of um, a lot of the thought process since then, you know, that that might not have happened for me if things would have went, you know, flawless in 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just just looking, I think JFK had like has helped me see the bigger picture of, you know, in the longevity of of the sport. Now for externally, um, you know, it, it makes me want to thrive to get like a sponsorship and to have more doors open for me, you know, I'm, I'm still not sponsored right now, um, which is totally fine. Uh, you know, I've made more connections, but yeah. it makes me like, that's, that's a an even bigger goal of mine since JFK. Right on. And I think, you know, w- until that moment comes and I'm sure it will, there is sort of a liberating and kind of cool feeling running for yourself and being oh, yeah. to some extent a dark horse, which I think is interesting. Um, couple questions about Black Canyon. The first is, you know, you talk about this commute that you often have to make to get on applicable training surfaces. Is that a concern for you at all in this build? Or do you feel like you've spent enough time on feet on trail specific surfaces with a lot of up and down to get ready for the demands of a race like Black Canyon? I think with any race or any course that I haven't um, seen, you know, there are, uh, there are questions and, um, unknowns but i do feel like the uh the training that i have done the the climbing the um the atmosphere that i've been in you know i i feel prepared for it but also i always know that um unless it's like a jfk where i've been to the race multiple times there are still unknowns so you know pretty confident about um still being able to uh to hold my own but knowing that there's a lot of different things that um i might not be fully prepared for, and that's okay. When you raced out west uh, last year at the Canyons 100K, what were some of the biggest takeaways or lessons from that experience that maybe you applied in this go around for Black Canyon? Uh, I think, I think maybe you know, um, for this build, I'd say so. Canyons was definitely a net uphill, um, but on some of the more downhill sections. Yeah. I, I noticed last year, you know, my legs, uh, definitely fatiguing more than the uphill. And I know that, um, black canyons is a net downhill. So I feel like over the past year, I've really tried to focus on, 
you know, finding those downhills, um, you know, especially in workouts and, and really trying to, you know, work on form or, um, I don't just nailing the, the downhill, uh, running, which like I've gotten better at that. You know, there's always room for improvement. I, it's not still like a super strong suit of mine, but I do feel like that's what I've worked on since canyons leading up to some, a race like this. What is exciting you most about this race right now? Like when you think about your motivations and your purpose at black Canyon, what's top of mind? I think, uh, the competition in the women's field, I am so excited. I, um, I think over the years, especially competition has excited me the most, uh, especially since I've started doing ultras. I think that the women's uh, running scene has just been booming yes. and just to be a small part of that is super exciting. And, you know, I feel like the best way, like to get the best out of ourselves, we need competition. And so I'm excited, you know, wherever that falls in line to just see the, what I can do. Um, amongst these amazing women that are going to be on the line. If you are in a position to take it, would you take a golden ticket to Western States? Absolutely. That That's, you know, I think there are, there are some people that, you know, go to golden ticket races and they don't, they don't want it. Um, and that's totally fine, but I, I'm really excited. And if that were to be an option, I would definitely, definitely take it. Awesome. Well, Sarah, super excited to watch your race next weekend. We'll make sure to link to all of your social media in the show notes. Um, is there anything that you want to leave listeners with to think about any final thoughts before we go? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to be out there. And, uh, you know, if, um, if anyone's out there racing or cheering, uh, just say hi. I'm really excited. One last thing before we go. If you are enjoying this Black Canyon pre-race coverage and interested in supporting the podcast, please consider one of the following three options. First, leaving a rating and hitting the subscribe button on Apple and Spotify. Two, becoming a supporter on Patreon, which is linked in the show notes of this episode. Or three, using the single track discount codes with our sponsors, also linked in the show notes. We can't do this without you, so thank you for all the support you are able to provide.